0: Hello everybody and welcome to another edition of the Sunbird Sound Off. My name is Christian Bond. I'm the Assistant Director of Athletics Communications here at FPU. Before we get too deep into this episode, we want to take a moment to thank every single person who's listened to the Sunbird Sound Off over the past few weeks. We've had plenty of feedback from our outstanding supporters and and everyone has has some really nice words to say about what we have going on and we're excited about what we have going on. so, So we can't thank you enough for your feedback and for you listening to this podcast. If this is the first time you're hearing the Sunbird Sound Off, visit FPUAthletics.com forward slash podcast for access to every single episode. Uh, it's a brief library right now, but, but it'll continue to grow as weeks roll on. The Sunbird Sound Off can be found on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and Spotify. Simply search the Sunbird Sound Off on any of those platforms and have fun listening to every single episode. We want to encourage you to spread the word about the Sunbird Sound Off. Again, it's a new and exciting way to follow along with FPU Athletics. Uh, my favorite part of the Sunbird Sound Office is, is getting to hear from the coaches. They, they all have a similar task in leading a team, and all of them go about it in in some similar ways and some, some ways that aren't so similar. So it's fun to hear about how everyone goes about uh, managing their programs. In today's episode, I sat down with head water polo coach Brian Sahovi, Coach Sahovi and I discussed, starting the water polo program here at FPU from scratch. We also had a chance to highlight a few standout student-athletes who have played water polo here at FPU. There's even a little bit of romance in today's episode. If you're not sure what that means, you should listen to the whole thing to find out. Before we get into today's episode, we'd like to remind you that you can find any news from the department by visiting fpuathletics.com. We'd also like to invite you to follow along on our social media platforms. On Facebook, we can be found by searching Sunbird Athletics, and on Instagram and Twitter, we can be found at FPU Sunbirds. Welcome to another episode of the Sunbirds Sound Off here on the campus of Fresno Pacific University. Today we're joined by head water polo coach Brian Sahovi. Uh, coach welcome to the show it's good to be here coach let's start it off with with your journey talk about what brought you to your current role at Fresno Pacific and kind of when did you realize you wanted to get into coaching and what was the path like
1: I you know I didn't I didn't really know I wanted to get into coaching until you know my early my early 20s I mean I've I've always wanted to be I've always kind of known in my heart that I wanted to be a teacher I wanted to be an education somehow in some way and uh, when I went off to college, kind of you know ventured into a few different areas, but it just came back to wanting to be a teacher. But you know, I started off playing, uh, playing high school, had a successful high school career, went and played at a, you know junior college for two years, and towards the, the end of that time, I uh, realized you know I you know I was a young a young adult and had to get my life together. You know, and so I decided to I didn't really know exactly at that point what I what I wanted to finish my education in. So rather than going on to a four-year, I decided to go home, take some time, figure out life a little bit. And uh, it was about the time that I got home that I got, um, I got in, uh, got contacted by you know my alma mater and the coach that was coaching at the time, and he heard I was back in town and asked me if I wanted to come and help coach. So I started coaching, uh, you know, junior varsity high school water polo, and that uh, that led into me taking over a varsity program and. We had a lot of success there—a couple of CIF championships, several league championships um, at you know various levels—and um, you know at that point um, I had an opportunity to go down and do some coaching with Cal State Bakersfield um, back when they were Division two and in the process of transitioning to Division One. So I was there for four years, um, um, helping out uh, primarily the goalie coach and doing some several other odd jobs. And I would coach my high school season in the fall, and then I would go and coach in the spring down there and. It Was towards the end of that time, you know, it was about 2007 when FPU had announced that they were going to start a program, and you know, I thought, you know, why not? I've got some collegiate experience, and so I went went ahead and threw my name in the hat, and and uh, and here I am, 13 years later, I've been at FPU, and so so it's kind of neat. It's uh, it's it's been a ministry for me. It's been you know part of uh, part of that teaching. I've got some chance to do some teaching here. You know, I was in the youth. I was a youth minister for a while, and you know, had a chance to really make a decision at that time in my life. Did I want to go into the ministry or do I want to continue coaching? And I really felt at that time in my heart of hearts that coaching was my ministry. I was able to, you know, really apply it all. And so, um, so yeah, so I've been passionate about it, you know, since I started. And, and uh, yeah, again, 13 years later, here we are at FPU.
0: You mentioned starting the program from the ground up. Uh, Oscar Hirschhorn with uh, baseball has done the same thing as well as Jaime Ramirez, they're still on staff here at Fresno Pacific. Uh, talk about what starting a program looked like for you. What were some of the challenges? Uh, what were some of the things you wanted to make sure was paramount during that first season and then beyond?
1: Yeah, I mean, Oscar and Jaime, um, both, you know, good friends, and I, I respect them. I go to them for uh, for a lot of different things, and we have a lot of good, healthy conversations. And so, um, you know, I love what they've done with their programs. Um you know, for us, we didn't have a traditional start. It was it was interesting. Um, you know, I didn't it didn't really pick up on this right away. But most programs, when they start, they have a year to recruit and to build and to really kind of establish what they want before they have their first class uh, recruiting class on campus. You know, I got hired in uh, May of two thousand and seven at the end and you know, I had to put together a team for that school year in August. So I had about three months to put together both a men's and women's team, put together both a uh, fall and a spring schedule and put together a coaching staff and, you know, first time head coach. So it was, uh, it was, uh, it was a unique process. There are a lot of things that we did right. A lot of things that I look back now and think, man, I would have done that a little differently. But, you know, I think we've really built something special here and it's, uh, it's been a, it's been an experience. And so it's been a, an ever-changing process and growing, you know, ever since we started. And, you know, we had uh, such a great group that first year. But one of the things that I know we really wanted to do right off the bat is we wanted our, our faith to be a big part of who we are and what we do. And so that was something from the very beginning that uh, that we decided, you know, that I decided and, you know, with my, my assistant coaches, like this is going to be a pillar of who we are. And we really want to make sure that not only are those values setting us up for competition, but they're also setting up our athletes for who they're going to be when they're done playing in college. We want it to really be about the growth of the individual, um, and we want them to develop as young men and women in our program. And so, um, and and building relationships. And so we've done that. You know, we've we're we have great friendships with all of our alumni. You know, that was. Uh, that was a big part of what we set out to do from the beginning. And it's been a big part of who we are this entire time. So yeah, so all all that being said, I mean, the, the biggest thing is that, you know, we're, we're, we are Christ centered and that we are about the relationships and we make sure that every athlete that comes through here knows that, you know, it's not just about playing water polo, but it's about who they are as people and who they want to become as a person and that they contribute to uh, their community when they leave here.
2: Hey Sunbird fans, this is Hillary Markley, the Assistant Athletics Director for Compliance. As a graduate of FPU, you are a Sunbird for the rest of your life, and the Alumni Office is dedicated to helping you stay informed, interested, and active in the FPU community. The goal of the Fresno Pacific Alumni Association is to find the points where the life of the university intersects with the lives of its alumni and to use those connections to build lifelong relationships. We invite you to seek and maintain those connections in many ways. For more information, email alumni at fresno.edu or call at 559-453-2236 again that's
0: 559-453-2236 you, you mentioned relationships a little bit you also met your wife kelly during your time mm. as head coach right uh what's that story about
1: yeah that was uh it was interesting again i had a very short timeline to uh to put together my teams my staff and and everybody and and uh you know as i was trying to figure things out figure out where we we're going to practice because we don't have a pool on campus we use local high school pools and We didn't really have a relationship with anybody so again in that small window i was building relationships with the local masters community and i was trying to figure out okay who 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 could i bring on as an assistant coach it's it's kind of a niche program being faith-based and so um so started asking around building relationships with those masters and there's you know a couple of longtime legendary coaches in the area that i was talking to but everybody kept pointing me back to the uh the old really high school coach laurie gross who you know he's been around for a long time coached a lot of coached a lot of athletes that have gone to do some great things, and they said, you know, he's got a daughter that's done some coaching that you need to talk to. So I reached out to him, chatted with him, and he gave me his daughter's number and said, yeah, she should be getting back into town um, soon. She's been overseas. And so I uh, went ahead and gave that number a call, and just by chance, she just happened to be walking through the LAX airport when I called her, landing for being overseas, doing some mission work for two years. And, you know, I just uh, said, hey, I'm the new head coach at Fresno Pacific, and you know, wanted to chat with you about, you know, doing some, doing some coaching assisting here. And, you know, she didn't have any plans at that point in time. So she agreed. And we met up and had a really good meeting and, and, uh, she, you know, accepted the position and she helped me start this program from, you know, the ground up. She's been involved, uh, to, to an extent ever since then. And so, um, so she was a pivotal part in what we did, um, those first several years. And, um, you know, she she was great at connecting with all the athletes. She uh, she helped keep me organized, and you know we butted heads quite a bit in those first you know three years. And so we had two different styles, but it also balanced each other out. You know, I slowed her down a little bit, and but uh, she also sped me up a little bit. And so it was it was a really good working relationship, even though there were times where you know we didn't get along. But um, but over those three years, we really three four years we really started to build a close friendship and. And uh, coaching relationship, and it was around year four, about halfway through, we started realizing, okay, this is a little bit more than just, you know, just a, a friendship and working relationship. Um, I mean, we were she was helping me with both men's and women's, so we were traveling all year together. We were spending, you know, you know, eight hours a day on the pool deck with each other between both teams. You know, coaching early mornings, late nights, and so, you know, we really had a chance to get to know each other and connect, and um, and yeah, things just started to click and. You know, it was around that uh, that fourth season, about halfway through, we uh, started dating, and um, the team was all pretty fired up about it when we told them. They thought it was the coolest thing in the world, and and uh, since we'd known each other, you know, so well for so long, we only dated for about four months before we got engaged. And that uh, that summer, heading into the fifth season in August, we got married, and uh, our wedding was a uh, was a coaching coaching wedding. We got married on a Friday. We went out of town for a couple of days, came back, and started season on Monday. So, uh, so yeah. And, and the story goes, and so she just has continued to be involved, helped out for several more years. And, um, you know, she's moved on to some administrative work, um, but she still comes out and helps out during the lunch hour at times and still stay connected with the kids. And, you know, this program is a part of who she is. And so, you know, she, she helps out as much as she can, but yeah, it's kind of a, kind of a fun story. And, uh, yeah, it's been a blast to have a wife that, fully understands what it is to be a coach and you know she has that grace when I'm when I'm gone several weekends in a row and and uh out you know out of the house early in the morning and back late at night or on the phone with recruits like she gets it and I've been really lucky in that aspect because I know that can be that could be grueling on family life but you know she uh, she supports it and helps it and knows it's a passion for not just me as a head coach but also for her who helped start this program so, so I've been really lucky at that
0: outstanding story that, that that's really cool You mentioned you coach both the men's and the women's and and water polo is unique in a sense that, you know, the men play in the fall and and the women in the spring. Uh, Most coaches have a chance to hit the road maybe over the summer months or or when their their sport isn't in season You're always in season. Hmm. What challenges pop up in terms of recruiting and bringing new sunbirds into the fold? And and maybe talk a little bit about the upcoming recruiting class when things, things get back into swing.
1: We've got to be very strategic with our time you know we've, we've got to make sure that we know what weekends we have free what a, what weekends big events are on and we make sure that um, that we uh, take advantage of those free weekend opportunities which it's kind of a that statement kind of clashes with itself because we really don't have free weekends you know we uh, in the middle of the men's season well whatever free weekend we have open we make sure that we know we have recruits coming on campus or we're going to tournaments and same thing in the spring when the women have a free weekend. We're either have recruits on campus or we're going to a tournament to scout. And so, you know, we're really we're really moving all year long, um, filling up our schedule, trying to make sure that, you know, we're we're giving those opportunities uh, to you know to to bring kids on campus, show them around, you know. And I, I'm I'm gonna you know really big shout out for my athletes. You know, the athletes that we have here and the type of kids that we bring, they are such a pivotal part in our recruiting process i you know we feel blessed with those kids because you know they really they really are a big part of our recruiting when we bring a group of kids on campus you know they they understand we're running practices for both the men and the women and so they know our schedule is is pretty booked and we can't you know I mean, we can't be with the recruits the whole time and, and walk them through every process so um so when we set them up with a host that host knows that they're going to be responsible for making sure that that athlete gets where they need to go into the next spot and the team all steps in when that host has a class and you know it's it's all hands on deck and so you know our athletes get a real you know i I feel like it's a unique experience because they're not spending time you know they're spending a little bit of time with me but you know in my opinion a part of our philosophy is they're not going to sit in my office and hang out all day long you know they're they're going to hang with the team and so i want to make sure that they really spend as much time as possible with the team and get to know them and the culture and who we are and and also, you know, flip off that, that the, the team gets to know that recruit and feels like, hey, this is somebody that we can really, you know, that's going to that's gonna be a part of who we are and what we're doing here. And so, um, so yeah, so I, I get a lot of help from the team and uh, I appreciate that and value that with them so much. But, you know, we really are strategic with our time and during the summer, that's the bulk of our recruiting. We really are on the road every weekend in the summer at tournaments, um, you know, we hit up junior olympics which is the biggest youth tournament in the world that either happens in northern california or southern california every year And you know by the end of the summer we usually have a list of you know over over 100 athletes that we've evaluated sometimes close to 200 that we've evaluated in a two-week period and so you know we start you know working through that list and getting kids that are interested on campus and start you know chatting with them and getting to know them and Getting them uh, educated on who we are and what we're doing, and if it's a place that they can see themselves, and it's a it's a process. And by the end, you know, you know, we're we're usually down to hopefully our goal is to bring in five or six athletes each year. And so um, we have a good time doing it, and uh, it gets us a lot of places, meeting a lot of people. But um, but yeah, it's a process doing both programs. There's there's not a lot of downtime. You know, we're always on the go, always looking what what we can put in each weekend and how we can you know get out there and see more athletes and COVID has really kind of thrown a, a wrench in that plan. We haven't been anywhere this summer with uh, NC2A restrictions. It's a lot of uh, a lot of emails, a lot of Zoom calls and you know the biggest thing is trying to just you know keep you know keep this year's team intact and making sure they're all taken care of and you know we're starting to get going on next year's recruiting and so without having those big tournaments all summer long our list is uh, we haven't been able to evaluate like we normally have so we're relying on just online video from previous years and you know and and really starting to to hit the uh hit the ground running on that for this upcoming year but you know we're figuring it out just like everybody else is how how they're going to be doing this through the restrictions that we have and the lack of games that we have to evaluate and the fact that we can't see in person but really hoping some of that changes when the division two lifts those restrictions in september and we're allowed to get back to recruiting as normal just Downside, there won't be any games until January, even CIF has postponed games. So we'll have to kind of maneuver through that and see what club teams are doing and training and just kind of go from there.
2: Hey, everyone, this is Shasta Milhant, head women's volleyball coach here at FPU. We love playing on our home court at the Special Events Center. If you're looking for a home you'll love, check out London Properties. London Properties is the number one Fresno, Clovis and Madera real estate company with more homes than anyone. London Properties specializes in neighborhoods and communities. They'll help you search for homes, real estate, luxury homes, and property in the Central Valley. Information on open houses, new listings, market updates, and more is available at londonproperties.com. Or you can call them directly at 559-436-4000. Again, that number is 559-436-4000.
0: Let's uh, step into some more recent history. I want to talk about the 2019 women's season for just a moment. Uh, in their second season in the Western Water Polo Association, uh, your Sunbirds finished runner-up at the conference championships. Uh, the high, that's their highest postseason performance in program history. Uh, the Sunbirds finished with a 4-2 and two conference record and went 7-1. Uh, leading up to their appearance in the title game, uh, you were named the co-coach of the year uh, while you had two players on that team named as acwpc all americans and sam witt and savannah Mangrum. Uh, how special is that for you
1: you know that was that was a that was a, that was a really special year i mean that was just a good group of girls and you know we went on that seven game run at the end of the season and we made it to that championship game against the powerhouse uc san diego who that was their last year in the conference they moved on to division one in the big west and you know, so that was we knew going into that championship game it was going to be a tough game. But leading up to it, you know, the girls, we started off that year. It was a difficult year. Um, you know, we started off, you know, struggling. You know, lost some games we shouldn't have lost, and and uh, and the girls were having a hard time. You know, settling into their roles and and uh, and clicking. And so, you know, there were some things that we started doing. Um, you know, on the side, just some uh, some mental training we had. You know, from our our campus on site we had former athlete that came in and met with the team. We made sure no coaches were allowed. It was just the team got a chance to talk and hash through some things. And, you know, I think they really showed a lot of maturity that year because there was a point in that season where they turned a corner. They started to really figure things out. They started communicating. They really started to click and understand that they were understood that they were all in it together. And, um, you know, I think that was a, a big part of the fact that they really started to mature and grow and learn how to communicate as, as teammates as uh, as individuals and um, and I think that made a big difference they started doing some Bible study uh, stuff together on the road and us coaching staff we were really supportive of it and made sure we set aside time um, while we were at tournaments like hey this 30 minute window this is gonna be for our little Devo time and so and the team really bought into it and as they really started to buy into that and get into that things started clicking they started trusting each other they really started to um you know give each other hundred percent and you know things really started to turn around for us and we went on that run at the end of the season and they were just fired up you could just see it in their eyes they were excited about the end of season they were excited about each other as a team they were excited about just the sport in general and the fact that it was you know back east going to ohio we had a few girls on the team that have never left california yet. so just the trip you know in itself was just such an experience and we just had a blast we made sure to plan you know a few things outside of, of water polo just to make sure that they knew like hey we're here to play but you know at the same time you know we want we want to experience this opportunity holistically and so you know we took them to a few places while we were there in Ohio and just all in all it was just a great experience and you know the fact that they finished the way that they did in that semifinal game and heading into that championship game against San Diego um, it was just a great group of girls that really pulled it together at the right time and just really fought for each other, and uh, and those memories, you know, are obviously you know they've set records for our program and we hope to exceed those in the future. But you know that that move to WPA for us was a good one. Um, when we left, uh, the GCC came over. It really it really inspired the girls and gave them a, a realistic, you know the realistic goal of knowing that yeah we can win a conference championship here like we can do this and they proved that by getting to where they were and so I was named co-coach of the year and um yeah that was such an honor um but again you know I, I obviously I couldn't have done that without those athletes and what they put into it so yeah so it was it was fun and yeah Savannah and Sam really stepped up and did some great things Savannah really turned it on for the that uh, semifinal game and just led the charge, so it was a blast. It was, it
0: was such a memorable season. What's going on everybody? This is Director of Athletics Communications, Jordan Harrod. want to take a quick time out from the conversation to tell you about Primetime Events. Primetime Events is a luxury mobile bathroom provider based here in Fresno, and they take pride in bringing the comfort of home toileting to any special event. FPU Athletics and Primetime Events have worked together to provide luxury bathrooms at outdoor home games, and we've received excellent feedback on the quality of what Primetime provides. Primetime Events has also just added a mobile hand-washing station to help combat COVID-19. The new trailer is fully equipped with on-demand hot water, eight full sink vanities with mirrors, and interior cam lighting. If you're in need of services from Primetime Events, you can reach them via email at info at or call them at 559-495-5555. Again, that's 559-495-5555. So let's talk a little bit about Sam Witt. She's currently a nominee for the NCAA woman of the year, uh, which was created to honor graduating female student athletes who have distinguished themselves throughout their collegiate careers in areas of academic achievement, athletics, excellence, service, and leadership. She's a three-time All-American. She's been active in various roles, both on campus and abroad, participating in a number of ministries and mission trips, uh, working as a peer mentor serving on the student judicial board and holding multiple positions on fpu student athlete advisory committee board Uh, she finished her storied career as the program's all-time leader in goals and assists before graduating this past may uh, with a bevy of academic honors Uh, what does it say about your program when someone like that is representing it in so many different areas
1: yeah i I mean i can't say enough good things about sam she's just such a special kid Um, and, well, you know, I say kid, you know, but uh, she's 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 a special woman. And, you know, she really has a passion for what she does, for her mission work. And, you know, I, I've learned a lot from her over the last four years. She's challenged me in some areas and not in a bad way, in a healthy way, some good, healthy conversations that we've had. And um, it's been a blast to really get to know her and see the, all the things that she's accomplished and, that relationship is just going to continue to flourish even after she is uh, she's graduated. Um, but you know she she's a she's a testament to the type of athletes that we're looking for to come here, and and we've had several of them over the years. I mean, I think back to our first recruiting class, we had a young man, Tim Kahn, that uh, did some amazing things academically and just in the in the community, um, who was really kind of in the forefront of of uh, just the university media back then. And, you know, we've had so many other kids that have come through here. and Young man comes to mind, Kyle Madell, and really involved in student government. Involved when we transitioned to NC2A and into SAC. And um, you know, he's just we've we've had some good kids, and even kids that aren't necessarily involved that are still doing some great things um, in their community where they're at now. Um, you know, we got a young lady, uh, Gigi, that just graduated who's doing some neat stuff with Disney, and just kind of you know, starting up some different marketing things that she's working on. It's been a blast to see her in social media. So um, just good kids. And Sam really has been in the in the forefront of that this last several years. And it's been so much fun to watch her and the things that she's accomplished, the impact that she's had on not only our local community, but just the communities that she's involved with in different areas. And academically and just with her mission work, um, she's just such a unique um, you know such a unique person and the fact that she manages all of that stuff um, and so it's been fun and, and seeing a lot of our athletes you know we've had several athletes that were SAC presidents or vice presidents or you know we've got currently a couple that have been secretary and so you know she's right in the mix with all of that and so you know she she's a special person to have in this program and you know we're going to miss her but we're excited about that next you know wave of, of athletes that come through here that Um, that step of the plate just like she did and are involved and that's a huge part again of of who we are and making sure that these athletes know that when they play here and this was a big thing when i talked with sam like you know we're not water polo 365 days a year we're we're here to compete we're going to train hard but you know we really embrace that nc2 way life and the balance we want them to be able to be involved in other things on campus and in the community, we do our, our team service projects, but we encourage them to be involved in other events and uh, make sure that they know they can be involved with student government, with SAC, with student ministry. We've got one young lady that's really involved with uh, you know the worship team on campus and so many other things that uh, that we want them to know. Like We are going to make sure that you have time to do those things and that you're gonna be able to manage it and we encourage that because we want them to be well balanced um, individuals when they leave. And, you know, it's, it's funny, you hear the athletes talk about the term um, NARP when they graduate, non, non-athletic non person um, or non-athletic re- regular person, you know, when they end those careers. And it's funny to hear that because, you know, really so many athletes, their identities are wrapped up in who they are as athletes. And when that athlete, when that athletic career ends, you know, they, you know, a lot of them tend to go into a little bit of a depression because they really don't know who they are at that point. You know, we we don't want that to happen. We want them to be involved in other things and know that when they finish their career here, you know, they they're ready for the next step in life. They know they've got something that they've been involved in or the next part of what they're doing and they're ready for it. You know, and that, you know, that they don't sink into a slump of like, "Wait a minute. You know, water polo has been everything for me for the last 4 years and it's gone now." When I wanted to know, like, yeah, water polo—that season of life has ended. But I've been involved in some of the other things. That I know the next phase of life is is right in front of me, and I'm going to be successful at it because I've learned how to manage my time. I've learned how to manage challenges, fight through adversity, you know, accept defeat, and be uh, be gracious in victories. And so, um, you know, it's again a big part of who we are, and just what we've been trying to build here. And you know, our, our athletes have. On to do great things, and so it's exciting to see what those alumni are doing in life, and I'm excited to see what Sam does as uh, as her and her new husband start to figure out where they're going to spend their time doing mission work. That's their their passion, and I think they're going to do some really neat things. And I think we're not done seeing the 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 way Sam is going to affect lives in the future. So,
0: let's jump over to the men's side for a little bit. Jacob Fairchild was named an ACWPC All American. After totaling 83 points during the regular season on 55 goals and 28 assists, he's got a chance to break multiple FBU records uh, next year as a senior, and he seems very likely to join Daniel Seymour and David Mace as the pl- only players in program history to reach 100 goals, 100 assists, and 100 steals in their career. How good is he, and how important is it to have someone of his caliber in the middle of all the action for you?
1: Yeah, I, I think. Oh. I think it's important you know every team has those guys every team has those guys i mean i you know i was listening to uh, a podcast yesterday and i was listening to uh, coach uh, coach everest at cal you know talk about his back-to-back championships um and that second year and he made a comment that kind of stuck with me he said you know we had two of the most dominant centers in the nation at that time and he said you know our plan you know we had two options in our plan option number one get it to those centers he goes option number two, get it to those centers, and I just kind of, I kind of giggled to myself. I'm like, yeah, when you've got those players, you know, you you build around them. You have, you know, everybody has their role, and you've got guys that can finish. You've got guys that have different talents, but when you've got those one or two players that you know are going to get the job done, you know, if option one and option two don't work out, you have that player that you know is going to finish. He's going to get the shot off. He's going to make an opportunity uh, somehow, and so. You know, Daniel Seymour and David Mays, both very special players, both playmakers, both guys that, you know, they, they were about the team, but at the same time, they were very much about getting the job done. And I mean, we've had several of those over the years. We've had, you know, we had another one that played with Seymour, um, Vlasic, that played with us, who, again, playmaker. We had a Glenn Lyon, you know, years back, who, again, just a dominant center. And it was just that, that idea that we knew when clock uh, is ticking down and options one and two are failing. You know, let's get it to that one guy, and he's going to do it. And you know, Jacob really stepped up last year for us in that way. And there were several games where, you know, he pulled some he pulled some goals out of his back pocket that we didn't even expect him to get a shot off. And so, you know, he's creative, he's fast, and you know, I think he's a little uh, he, he's he's a little bit smaller. So I think, uh, you know, people aren't expecting him to do what he does. He's just got such a good feel for the water, moves well, he's fast, he's smart, he's witty, he sees the game really well, makes good reads, and so. You know, I think he's, uh, you know, I think until he gets in that game, I think really when somebody sees his stats, they're like, oh, we got to watch out for this guy. But then when they see him, I think they second guess a little bit just because, you know, he's a smaller guy. He's not somebody you would expect to really get out there and get the job done. But then he turns around and does it. And come that second and third quarter, teams are like, wait a minute, we got to buckle down on this guy. And so, you know, I'm excited to see what he does heading into this, you know, this, this next year. And. I think uh, I really think he can hit those milestones I think he's fully capable of it um, you know so um, he's gonna be important to what we're doing we've got you know uh, we've got a couple of new guys that are kind of come in and, and help out we've got a good returning core that knows how he plays and you know obviously in a team's in a team sport you can't just base it on one guy um, we've got such a good group of guys that work well together they trust each other they love each other and you know, I think everybody's going to have their role, and everybody's going to have their strengths and their weaknesses. And you know, I really think Jake's going to be a big part of that. But at the same time, I think we've got a group of guys that, when uh, when they need to, they're they're going to step up. And so, you know, especially when you got a guy like Jacob, with you know, teams are going to focus on him. They're gonna they're gonna hone in and they're gonna to try to shut him down. Which if we've got if we've got Jacob doing his job right, and he's going to get us some goals, and and uh, he's distracting two or three of the other guys that's going to leave you know one to two guys that are going to be wide open in the pool so you know it's we're just going to work together and Jacob's going to do what Jacob does and it's going to create opportunities whether it's you know he's he's scoring those opportunities or uh, he's drawing people to him and he's opening up other guys to to score those opportunities so I'm excited I think uh, I think he's going to be uh, he's going to be a big part of what we're going to do this upcoming season hey
0: everyone this is Danny Bellotti with Strength and Conditioning are you in need of some cool Fresno Pacific sunbird gear, some new stuff to wear around campus or around town. Visit shopfpu.com for all of your favorite brands and FPU apparel. They have everything you need and maybe even some stuff you didn't know you needed. Be on the lookout for deals and new merchandise at shopfpu.com. That's shopfpu.com for all of your Fresno Pacific sunbird gear. get back to kind of the COVID situation and you've already touched on it a little bit it has you know definitely affected some of the stuff you do is from a recruiting standpoint you're someone who coaches a fall and a spring team and we know that there are delays to the fall and the spring season you know everything's in limbo right now everyone has to be incredibly flexible can you talk about you know what you're telling your team and kind of kind of the message of what's going on right now and, and some of the answers that you've been able to provide them or maybe even you know non-answers because no one has any right now
1: yeah that's yeah answers is that's uh yeah i agree with you there's not really any answers right now and you know coaching both seasons we've really seen the effects across the board i mean we had our girls lost their championship last year which we were we were supposed to host here in fresno the girls were fired up like that was a big thing for us to host the championships here in fresno on that women's side and know that they had a chance to to possibly win a championship in their hometown and so you know so it it was it was tough to watch those girls have to deal with that and watch their season end so abruptly and just really with no warning at all just it was just one thing after the next and within a few weeks span it was like hey season's done you're moving off campus and everything's going online remotely and so you know we did a lot of uh, we did a lot of uh, zoom calls and try to stay connected and keep them motivated for um, for just academics and knowing that we had a new year coming and now as we head through the summer and things are continuing to to move in the direction they are it's you know keeping the guys together and keeping them motivated and really our biggest thing is optimism. We're trying to say as optimistic and positive about this as possible and just let them know that, you know, we are exploring every opportunity possible to get in and start training and have a season and you know, letting these guys know that you know, yes, the fall has been postponed, but you know, as soon as we can get in and start training, which you know, hopefully, fingers crossed, we'll see October. We're going to reevaluate. Um, you know, really uh, getting in the water, getting after it, and getting ready for you know whatever type of season we're able to have in the spring, and uh, and you know, keeping them energized about it, and knowing that you know we're going to have something. It's not going to just be a wash. They're not going to lose out on a year. We're going to do everything in our power to be in the water, to train, to uh, to compete with whoever we're able to compete with in whatever fashion that looks like. And, you know, same thing with the girls, just letting the girls know, like, we're, you know, we're really trying not to affect the women's season in any way. You know, we're going to do our best with whatever's dealt with us to leave the women's season alone. But again, it's six months away. We don't know what's going to happen come January, February. But, you know, again, we're just trying to stay as optimistic as possible and trying to stay in touch through... Either social media or through you know Zoom type calls, and uh, just staying connected. And this is uh, this is uncharted territory, I think, for everybody, for all programs. And the fact that you've got a freshman class that is supposed to be moving on campus here in the next week and wait to two weeks for most schools, and you know they're not going to have that connection that you normally have um, in getting together, meeting the team, and starting to starting to do things. Um, you know, our we're we're trying to incorporate a new freshman class. Um, just all via you know online and it's uh it's been an interesting experience uncharted waters but you know we've got such a good group of athletes and young adults that they are handling it well and they're you know they're taking you know each week as as they need to and so yeah, we're staying positive and and really just focusing on you know when our next opportunity to get in the water is going to be and just kind of waiting for the rulings that are coming down but it's, uh, it's been tough emotionally and, and, and physically and mentally, but again, I've been nothing but proud, with these, proud proud of these athletes with how they're handling it and staying in, in touch and asking questions and just continuing to stay on task with the things they know they need to be, um, be doing so that they are ready when the time comes just to be in the water and just get going and getting after it again.
2: Hey Sunbird fans, this is Hillary Markley, the Assistant Athletics Director for Compliance. As one of the global leaders in performance gear, the Adidas mission is to be the best sports brand in the world by designing, building, and selling the best products while providing world-class service and experience. Adidas, the official apparel partner of Sunbird Athletics.
0: So you mentioned you know. COVID has created maybe a, a little bit more spare time for all of us. You know, what what are some of the things that, that you do in your spare time? What are some of the things your hobbies maybe away from the pool that, that you enjoy doing?
1: Yeah, that's been uh that's been a new experience for me. For the last thirteen years, it's been three hundred sixty five days a, a year of of water polo in some capacity. So, you know, it's uh it's taken a little bit of a mental toll, but I've I've really stepped back and taking the time to start, you know, I've taken a little bit of time to focus on myself um, mentally and physically and, you know, and, and really focusing on um, taking advantage of this time to spend with my, my family, with my wife, my two young kids. Um, you know, this is the the most, I mean, my daughter's, you know, just turned, just turned four and my son's going to be turning two here in, in a few years and this is the most time consecutively in their lives that I've spent with them um just on the weekends seeing them every night being a part of uh, not only them getting up in the morning getting ready but also going to bed at night and that has been a huge blessing um and i have absolutely cherished every moment and it's got its struggles obviously you got two young kids at home and and uh spending that much time with them and they're you know this it would happen when everybody happens with roommates in in college but you know I, i've i've loved every minute of it and you know, it used to be my daughter was just like, yeah, daddy's daddy's coaching, so he's not going to be here. But now if I am have to step away to make a phone call or some, it's like, wait a minute, where's daddy? He's not here for story time. And so it's kind of created a new norm around the house. When things pick back up, I think that's going to be a, a time of readjustment. But I um, really spending a lot of time with the kids, um, you know, really taking advantage of time to work out, take care of myself, and, and uh, try to get back to a little bit healthier of a lifestyle from being on the road all the time and, um, you know, and, uh, and getting that in. And um, I've really, really kind of valued that um, in this. And, you know, I know we, we try to take away the positive and you try to find the silver lining and everything. And I know a lot of people have, have embraced this, but, you know, COVID has really kind of forced people to take a step back from our busy lives and go back to having meals at home and being home in the evenings. And I, th- I think that has been something that we can all agree on has been a, a positive for us, despite all the negativity around us. Um, it's kind of taken some people back to some multiple family values, which has been nice. So um, that's that's really what I've been doing in my free time, and um, and then on top of that, just trying to do the recruiting that I'm supposed to be doing, and, and staying in touch with kids, keeping in touch with my current athletes, making adjustments to our training schedule, game schedule, and when a lot of conference calls. And, just trying to figure out, you know, what's going on this upcoming year and, and the the boards that I'm on. And so um, it's been a unique experience to say the least. Yeah, just a lot of family time for me. That's that's the biggest takeaway for me, which has been good. And it's been positive and it's been healthy.
0: Coach, at the end of each show, we do what we like to call the Sunbird Spotlight. Uh, it gives you the chance to uh, give someone credit or shout out, uh, someone who you have been maybe leaning on or someone who's been uh, extraordinarily helpful uh to you during during this time or has stood out in in, in, in a big way uh so now it's your turn who, who gets your sunbird spotlight this week
1: oh man i'm gonna you know i'm gonna say i've had i've had several people over time that have have been influences um in my life and um you know and i've, I've had several people that have have helped me through this process of of starting this program and you know i'm, I'm going to give a couple of shout outs um you know i've got you know teddy Manis at at uh, harvard university who really you know who really stepped aside and took the time to get to know me and help me uh help me develop as a coach and you know he was a he was a new time coach at harvard and and i was a young coach here at fpu and i've really built a strong relationship with him he got me connected also with john tanner up at stanford and had a chance to uh learn from him and and pick his brain we talked recruiting we talked program development we've talked um at all levels and so so yeah my 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 biggest influence i've got you know my my longtime mentor and dear friend michael who has really been with me from the beginning um, and been a huge influence in my life and the things that i do and how i've built this program Um, and so you know I, i i wouldn't be where i am without those individuals and I, I give them a huge shout out and you know as far as a, a sunbird spotlight somebody here on campus that has really been impactful um you know i i, I have no doubt in my mind that it's Quentin kinnison who is a, a professor here on campus who has uh, he's been our team faculty representative for the last several years and he is so influential on our guys and readily available and just makes himself makes it known that he's here for the team and he's involved as much as he possibly can be. And um, I just, I love that guy and the passion that he has. And he's just been a good friend to me. And just, uh, we've had a lot of really good, a uh, good meaningful conversations. And so I appreciate him. And, and it's not just with our water polo program. I just see how, how invested he is in this university and just how involved he is across campus and how much other faculty and other students mean to him. On this campus not just not just athletes and you know he really is he's the real deal and i appreciate uh i appreciate everything that he's done for our program for this athletics department and for just uh, just for the the students and the faculty across this campus it's just been a blessing to to know him and and work with him and having him involved in our program and so you know i want to make sure that he, he gets my uh, sunbird spotlight for uh for this next
0: week Coach, I want to thank you for taking the time to, to sit down with us and, and share some stuff about your, your program. I really enjoyed our conversation.
1: Yeah, I appreciate it.
0: I've had a good time too, so thank you very much. That's going to do it for this week's edition of the Sunbird Sound Off. Again, we want to thank you for tuning in and, and want to encourage you to tell your friends, tell your family about the Sunbird Sound Off. It's a new and exciting way to follow along with everything that's happening in Sunbird Athletics. Also want to send a special thank you to our music coordinator, Isaac Davis. He's a member of the FPU track and field team, but for us, it's extremely fun to hear his talents away from competition on this podcast every single week. Once again, we want to remind you that you can find any news from the department by visiting fpuathletics.com. We'd also like to invite you to follow along on our social media platforms. On Facebook, we can be found by searching Sunbird Athletics, and on Instagram and Twitter, you can find us by searching at FPU Sunbirds. My name is Christian Bond. I'm the Assistant Director of Athletics Communications here at FPU. We'll be back with another edition of the Sunbird Sound Off next week. Until then, stay safe and have a good one.